guys. Friends. What up, dog? Dogs. I don't know. That was me trying to be hip. Listen, you go to one cool, you know, hot dog place just outside of USC campus and you think you're cool. But you know what? I did feel cool in there. I don't know why I'm giving that a shout out, but it was very good. I don't even know why it came to my brain, but I did a uh, interview at USC the other day and then I was like, I'm going to wander around. Guess what I happened upon? The most delicious hot dog place that is sort of like, they're trying to like, they're doing street dogs, but in a restaurant, it's called Dirt Dog. All I want to say is find it if you can. It was delicious. Guys, my name is Rachel O'Brien. I am a comedian. Um, Lo, my podcast producer, wants me to start introing myself and like actually telling people who I am besides instead of like just, you know, jumping down your throat with just whatever I feel like talking about. Anyways, my name is Rachel O'Brien. I'm a comedian and uh, and uh, actor and writer and whatever and podcaster, clearly. And, uh, you know, I just like talking about stuff that is very interesting to me. I interview lots of random people, lots of my friends, comedians, and uh, also I really like to get to know you guys. I appreciate every single email you send. I try to respond as quickly as possible. Sometimes they get lost a little bit, but that is not because I don't care. Same thing with Instagram messages. I Listen, you guys are all super interesting and you have great stories and I, you know what? I love every single one of them. I have to be honest. I've probably only had like two people be like either creepy or mean or something. And it was probably construct. I probably deserved it. You know, I probably did. So, okay. Upcoming show dates. Um, this is, uh, this. it's uh, Thursday, April 19th. This will probably come out Friday, April 20th. But hopefully you hear it before then. I will be in Charleston, South Carolina on Monday, April 23rd at Wolf Street Playhouse. Shep is going to kill me for saying this, but Shep is going to do five minutes to open for me because he's very funny and Shep from Southern Charm. And it's going to be a great show with, uh, you know, fun giveaways and maybe even audience participation to do like live podcasts. So basically I'm going to do stand up and then I'm going to kind of open it up for some like a fun live podcast format. And that's uh, April 23rd at Wolf Street Playhouse in Charleston. You can get your tickets at rachelobriancomedy.com. Uh, same same place to get tickets for April 26th in Greenville, South Carolina at Alchemy Comedy Theater. That's also going to be super fun. Same format. It's going to be a blast. And then in May, I finally get to go to a bunch of different places. I mean, I've performed in New York many times, but I've set up, you know, some big shows that I'm super excited about. On May 18th, I will be at the Colo Club in Hoboken, New Jersey. So I really hope all my New Jersey folks come out. I'm super excited about it. Same place. Get tickets at rachelbryancomedy.com. And then on May 23rd, it's be my first time ever performing in Boston. I'll be at Laugh Boston May 23rd. Super excited about that. I love Boston. I plan to, you know, drink Guinness. I don't even drink Guinness. I don't know why I said that. That's not even like, that's like, what is it? The hallmark of Boston, Rachel? Nice try. I really plan to just drink and then eat like a ton of like good seafood. And so that's <laughs> Boston, May 23rd. And then May 24th, I'll be back in New York City at a place called Ars Nova, which is a super cool theater. So um, yeah, get your tickets. I really, really want to see you guys and hang out and do fun stuff. <sighs> Anyways, so this podcast is I don't have a guest today. I decided to do a Ask Me Anything podcast because I get a lot of questions about just various things like, you know, what's it like to have a slow thyroid? How do you not look like you did as a kid? To which I say, well, it takes a lot of work. Um, but I have uh, some, I, so I, I um, Instagram storied out uh, 
to you guys to send me any questions that you have so that I can narrow it down. I mean, I, I write all the ones that were sent. I mean, it was only up for 24 hours, so I'm sure there's much more. But I could do a part two of this. We could do a part one, part two. Depends on how much you enjoy it. And so I guess I'll get into the questions. Oh, but I do have one thing to say. I get a lot of messages about who the makeout band is. So if you haven't listened to my podcast for a long time, I said like several months ago on my podcast that I'd come across the best. Well, they were already a good band, but I realized that there was the best band ever to just have nice ambient music during perhaps like, let's say you're just hanging out with a guy. Let's say you're kissing the guy, whatever. I'm going to tell you what the makeup band is. And guess what? I'm going to see them live for the first time tonight. They are so talented. Um, the band is uh, War on Drugs. I wonder if they'll do my podcast. Anyways, but that is the band. I know that some people won't listen to this podcast. and You'll still message me on Instagram, to which I will respond. But it's War on Drugs. They're so good. Oh, I'm so excited to go tonight. I'm going with Christian, my friend, friend. Which I got a lot of messages about that too. I was trying to like... I don't know. I was like trying to be respectful of his. He's not like a big, you know, hold on. I have to drink water. Christian's not like a big, like public person. Like, in fact, I think I embarrass him for the most part. I would just like blurt things out. But um, to clarify, you know what? All relationships are difficult. They have like bumps in the road. Uh, but we are. Yes, we are together. We are dating. We did. We weren't together for like a couple weeks. And I know I, I went on a date, whatever. Let's just. Shut up about that. Let's pretend like it didn't happen. This is a safe space where we just pretend. Let's bury, let's just for this. Listen, I don't want you guys to bury your emotions, but I want you guys to bury mine for me. Uh, We didn't break up. I never went on a date with someone else. Christian and I have just been together. All right, that's fair. We all on the same page? Cool. He's a good kid though. If you get a chance, find yourself one. Um, Okay, so now I'm going to get into your guys' questions. I hope this is interesting to everyone. If, if it's not your question, uh, hopefully you can somehow relate to it. Um, a lot of questions are about me. I was hoping it was going to be that I could give you guys advice. Um, and a lot of them are like that. But I'm just going to go... Th- See, I even took the time to put them on a piece of paper. I read them and then I wrote them with my own bare hands, which is rare. Well, actually, just the one good hand. Okay, sorry, I'm putting the paper up. All right. Let me just try to section these off into, okay, let's start with LA-based questions, entertainment industry, LA-based comedy questions. So I'm going to scroll to the first one of those. Mm, I guess Vanderpump Rules would fall into that. Okay. Let's see. First question. Have I ever wanted to be a primary on Vanderpump Rules? Also, would I ever want to do a reality show about being a comedian? If everyone to be a primary, um, I gotta think about it. I wanna say 80% no, but I'm sure there was a time where I thought maybe it would, like, I'd wanted to be. And nothing against being a primary. Obviously, it's awesome. They're killing it. I think I just always knew it wasn't for me in the sense of, like, I'm not great at reality TV. Um, I'm, uh, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I'm uncomfortable even watching my friends get in arguments and stuff so no I, I, I don't think no I have not ever really wanted to be a primary well I also you know was pursuing something totally different and I mean I honestly mostly do the show because they're all my best friends so the answer is no it's 80 to 90 percent it's no I don't think I've ever wanted to be a primary on Vanderpump Rules but I am 
so proud of my friends because they're killing it and you know they're they're like one of the most popular reality shows ever so it's very cool the next their question the second their follow-up was if i would if i would do a reality show about being a comedian originally i would have said yes because i even tried to pitch one a long time ago but then i realized that i don't think that comedy translates well onto reality tv because reality tv is kind of based on conflict and things like that and it's not really set up for like jokes to go like the best like no reality show has ever been about like everyone's being funny like a reality show is about like who slept with who and what's happening and who hates who like I don't think it would come across well so no I do not think I'd want to be on a reality show about a comedian unless it was okay let's take reality out of it let's say Anthony Bourdain was a comedian and he got to travel the world and eat and talk to people and then sometimes do comedy that would be a very enjoyable format so if you know anyone that wants to buy that show you heard it here first. Um, I'll shoot my Bluetooth to shut off. Um, okay. Another question someone asked was, what is my favorite place in LA to perform? Favorite comedy club in LA to perform? It's hard because I really, really, really love the Laugh Factory. I just have not performed there as much. And it's not technically like a hangout club, like the comedy store or the improv. So what I mean by hangout club is, let's say I'm not even performing that night. I can go to the comedy store and the improv and just kind of like hang out at the bar, like see some of my friends pop into a show. The Laugh Factory is not set up like that. And so I guess I would say the comedy store, the improv, just because I feel more at home there. Not that I don't feel at home at the Laugh Factory. I just don't know it as well. But the, the, well, I mean, they're all amazing. You're going to see amazing comics at any of the three clubs, any night of the week. That's really what LA is great for in New York. Like you never know who you're going to see. Like I think Chappelle uh, Dave Chappelle stopped into the comedy store last night like it's always just cool poppins just fun energy I mean comedy clubs are just the coolest places but I would say the improv in the comedy store would be my top two all right someone asked me if I could pick one tv show and one movie to watch for the rest of my life I could not think of a movie I have a few top favorites but I was able to think of a tv show tell me wonder years wasn't the best tv show of all time Tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. Oh, wait, you can't respond. So I just forced you in your commute to work in traffic to agree with me. Huh. All right. I mean, it was a good show, even if you didn't like... But I mean, you can't... You can't... I mean, Fred Savage, the whole Joe Cocker song in the beginning, the love between Winnie and Cooper and... What was his name in the show? Winnie and... I don't know. It was a golden era of time. Oh, it was so good. I wish they still aired it or I could find it online to like watch, but I would watch that over and over again. All right. Let's see. So I'm going through these. Da, 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 da. This is work week stuff. I think that's different than entertainment industry. I got to see. Um, someone asked me what was the worst career advice I ever got? Um, I would say the worst advice I ever got, and maybe that's just because I didn't want to ever give up is P or were people that would tell me like it's too hard like it's not worth it you should just give up get a real job like that's the worst advice you can give someone when that when I when you say when someone says that like, comedy is their dream or this is what they really want to do and they're working hard at it to then turn around and tell them like nah it's too tough like the odds aren't in your favor it's like all right great point but maybe keep that to yourself because that just I mean if you really want something I believe you have a shot at it no matter who you are you really do have a shot at it. So I think that's the worst career advice. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything else. Like no one's ever been like, you should do porn. Because, I mean, I guess I don't look cool enough for that. Um, 
Let me see. Da, da, da. All right. Most challenging thing about being a woman in comedy. And what advice do I have for people who want to move to LA? Um, the most challenging thing about being a woman in comedy. I think is sometimes women in comedy aren't taken as seriously. And I think that's changing, but I just remember when I, well, when I first started, it wasn't that I probably wasn't that good, but even now at certain times, I feel like I have to really prove myself or like I'll meet people and be like, I'm a comedian too. Look, I'm a comedian. I do comedy. Like what do you, you know, it's like, I feel like you have, yeah, you kind of, kind of constantly have to prove yourself. That could just be me being in my head, but I really would just like to be accepted as like, Rachel O'Brien is a comic, not Rachel O'Brien. She's a female comic. It's like, eh, I mean, it's sort of like separating. We're not trying to go with that separate but equal thing because that never really worked out for anyone. Um, but yeah, I would say that that's challenging and sometimes it's hard. And I never, I, I try not to ever feel sorry for myself because I think that, you know, no one ever wins or does well by feeling sorry for themselves. It's like the worst attitude you can have. And so you got to overcome those emotions and things. But another thing that can be kind of difficult is, you know, you look at the lineup at any given night in a comedy club and sometimes it is just all men. And I'm thinking, well, hell, I'd like to get up tonight. I mean, what a... They got a women's spot there. But again, I try not to think about it too much because I've been given so many great opportunities and, and I do feel very equal to, you know, most of my male comedian friends and like, it's not the way it used to be, but I mean, it's still not 100%, you know, but yeah, so there's that. So then their follow-up question was, what advice do you have for people who want to move to LA? Uh, I have to take a sip of water for this. Hold on. My advice for people that want to move to LA, figure out, well, okay, you don't have to 100% know what you want to do here because anyone who moves here or anywhere, your career path does eventually evolve and change and new opportunities come and things you thought you liked or loved or wanted to do end up becoming things that you don't even want to do anymore. But I would come to LA with somewhat of a goal in mind. And I would also come to LA with somewhat of a goal in mind and also do the work to get to that goal. I would never recommend moving to LA and being like, I was the hottest guy in my class or everyone told me I should be an actor. I'll just move to LA and it'll happen. Or I was, you know, the, the prom queen or whatever. And I, it's, I mean, that does work out for some people. I think it used to work out more back in the day before A, it got more competitive. B, where you could create your own content. Like people produce their own YouTube videos, TV shows, things all the time. It's not just where you move to LA and you get picked up in a mall and an agent's like, I'm going to put you in a movie. That really doesn't happen anymore. But I don't see that as discouraging. I see that as actually kind of cool because you're getting the power back in your hands where you're not just waiting for someone to say yes to you. You have all of these options to create your own content, write, act in something that you, 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 can, you can get anyone to film. You can practically film a movie on your iPhone at this point. So... If you really want to move to LA, there's no reason why you shouldn't. There's so many outlets. However, it is very expensive and it is hard to live here for that reason. And so you have to have a side job and you have to have a side job where you can still do your other things. And you know what? People make it work every day. So that's my advice. Also, if you move to LA, try to surround yourself with good people. I think that goes with any city. But LA is, um, very specifically, it's a lot of people trying to reach the same goal. And so I think it breeds a lot of competition, a lot of jealousy and stuff. Try not to 
get surrounded by that. Sometimes it's a good learning lesson, but I do think it can hold you back because, you know, just negative energy is just not moving anyone forward. So just try to surround yourself with good people. Don't believe everything people say. Don't buy into anything. Like don't, well, especially if you're trying to be an actor, if someone tells you like, Hey, I can make you an actor and you got to pay me $600 a month and I'm going to make it happen. That's not how it works. Never give money to anyone for anything in that capacity. It's not, that's not how it works. So I could talk about this for forever. I actually, I moved to LA when I was 20, 21, whatever. And, uh, I met with this, like, I assume it was like a fake agency and I was too young to decipher, but I knew like instinctually right when I left, but in the, like they, so they had a meeting with me and I was like, Oh my God, they love me. And they were like, yeah, we can get you like modeling print work for like juicy couture and all this weird stuff I was like all right well I'm not tall but okay I guess I need money because I just moved here and like promises were like like they were just selling me the world and they were like all you need to do is give us $1,200 right now and I was like oh oh, that seems like a lot but I guess that's essentially what I have in my bank account you can have it and so I did I like gave him I gave him like a credit card for the money and then I literally walked out of there and within five minutes of getting my car I went oh, well, you know what? F that shit. I don't believe a word they're saying. It just took me a second to not be in the room and be intimidated and think like, I was like, I was just scammed. And so I called them and I was like, no, I want my money back. I just, I changed my mind. They were like, well, you already gave it to us. I was like, that was five minutes ago. That's not really how life works. They were like, nope, you gave it to us. I was like, let's see if my bank agrees with you. And so I fought them on it and I won. So any scenario like that, that is not how it works. Learn from me. All right, I'll get off on my tangent there. Um, okay, so that's that. Let's see, and I'm trying to find another one about the entertainment industry. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so someone said, when did I realize I was funny? And, oh, and when did I realize I was funny and that I should go for it in comedy? Well, I realized I was funny, or I just realized I was goofy as a kid. I, would, I had a big imagination, and, um, you know, I was from a very small town, and... There wasn't a lot to do there. Granted, I was raised really well, but, you know, a lot of people in my... And I'm not saying I didn't, like, ever drink or anything. I never got into drugs. But a lot of people in my town, there was nothing to do there. So, you know, drinking and drugs and things became, like, a big deal. And I guess I'm grateful. I think I never fell into it as as much as I could have. I mean, again, I did go to parties and drink occasionally. But I was lucky to have my friend Sabrina, who had a big imagination like me. And we would just entertain ourselves with just being goofy, and improving like our book reports and just like kind of being like, you know, larger than life type of personalities. And I realized I was funny then, but I also was funny as like a little kid. I just remembered not, not being, well, I didn't see it as funny. I thought I was weird, but I liked it. I was like, I'm a, but I'm a ball of laughs. I don't care if anyone doesn't like it. But so I think I always knew that. Um, I guess I, I, when I decided to actually go for it as a comedian, it was after I moved to LA. I moved to LA just to be an actress, but then I realized pretty quickly I hated just waiting for people to tell me the word yes. So then I started doing comedy, but it wasn't for me, like I wasn't afraid of it necessarily. It was like, I mean, I was really excited to figure out how to get into it. So yeah. And then I guess their other question was, what makes me think I'm funny? Um, I mean, I entertain myself. I'm not saying I think I'm funny. I think I'm, I, I'm, easily entertained by myself I'm able to be alone because I, I can even just like talk to myself a little and be like that was that was dumb Rachel but we're okay Whoa. like I think it's just a lightheartedness I think that I have and also like an awkwardness 
and I think I've gotten more awkward as an adult. Like I can't stop saying weird things in public and to people, but you know, seems to be fine. All right. Next question. What advice would you give someone moving to LA right out of college? Well, I sort of gave that advice before. I mean, especially right out of college, you're very young. Do not. All right. Let me just, if it was, I assume it's a girl. I think it was. You do, do not fall for other, like, like for we like, okay. LA consists of a lot of like cool guys and older guys and stuff that will try to be like, you know what? Like not, but okay. They'll invite you to things that are cool. Let's say it's like a big group dinner. They'll be like, we're going to all go to sushi together. Then we're all going to go to a club. That's fine if you're like innocent like I was. I'm like, well, fucking free sushi. And I liked some of the people there. But a lot of those situations get caught up with like rich older dudes just thinking that like they, you know, you're going to be willing to hang out with them in the way that you probably don't want to hang out with them. And guess what? It's never worth it. I've never been in that situation, but I don't care how much maybe I mean I understand why girls do it sometimes if they're desperate for money and stuff but honestly I'd rather clean toilets than kind of lose my self-respect and and I have cleaned toilets before with my Airbnb so that that is all around LA there's like you know the guys will give you gifts and things for whatever just stay clear of it it's not a good look and it's not gonna it's not gonna help your self-esteem unless that's something you're into then go for it but but not that I'm saying this girl was asking that about moving to call out of college, but I'm just saying, I think when you're young, maybe you don't realize when you come here and, uh, yeah, like stay away from that stuff, but just meet nice friends, like follow whatever path you plan to come here to do. The best thing you can do is just work hard at it. I mean, and definitely have fun, but work hard at whatever you came here to do. I mean, comedy is my life. I would not screw it up for anything. I actually... I'm not even going to say it, but whatever. Someone that was not very nice to me said something fairly mean recently that kind of made me laugh a little bit because I was like, oh, really? I was, you totally made that up. You really think I would screw something up that I cared this much about, but never mind. I'm being cryptic now. Um, but if you love it, be professional about it. And, you know, even if it's not in the entertainment industry, maybe you want to move here just to like Maybe even like I just met like one of my Uber drivers um, is doing this like kind of holistic chiropractic chiropractic. Oh, wow. Chiro- was a chiropractor chiropractic work. And he moved to L.A. because he thought it would be a good market for it. And then and he's probably right. Um, OK, hold on. More water. All right. Is there any more on the entertainment industry? Someone asked what the biggest bomb I've ever had in comedy was. Oof. I mean, I've had several. I black them out because they don't feel good. You, um, like when you're bombing on stage, it might be 60 seconds that you're not doing well. It feels like 30 minutes of the worst moments of your life. You're like, they hate me. I'm never going to work again. They knew I was fat when I was a kid. I'm, I am failing. My parents know someone called my parents and said I was doing good on stage. I can't tell you my worst bomb, but I know there've been a, a handful of them. And they feel horrible. So thanks for bringing that up, whoever you are. I'm joking. Um, okay. I think we can get into more, uh, another topic because I think I've covered sort of what the comedy and entertainment industry stuff was. Okay. This was an interesting question. Someone asked me, how do I deal with all the pressure to look a certain way? There, I think they're, they're 
message was quite a bit longer, but I was just getting the question part out of it. How do I deal with the pressure to look a certain way? And what if one is not genetically gifted? Well, first of all, I don't necessarily think that people are not genetically gifted. I think that, I mean, I'm not just trying to sound cheesy. I think that everyone is is beautiful and attractive. And and frankly, I don't know that I would even consider myself genetically gifted. Like, hey, it's working out now, but there were many rough, <laughs> rough years. I look at back at photos and I'm like, I don't even, that's not the same person. Like, I don't know how, you know. So, but for the, for, okay, so what if someone's not genetically gifted? First of all, I don't necessarily believe in that because I think that everyone is beautiful. They, re- they really are. Everyone really is. But the first question is, how do I deal with all the pressure to look a certain way? I would say that I do not pressure myself to look a certain way. I really try to think through it. Like, I mean, there were times like, okay, when I was in college, I was, when I was, I wasn't even probably, I was like 19 maybe. Um, and it was, I mean, I, excuse me, I originally lost like all my like fat kid weight, like probably like around like 15 or 16. Um, and I, and I was, I was pretty overweight. Um, and what happens a lot when you lose a lot of weight rapidly, and I had naturally big boobs, your boobs will sag and a lot of your skin will sag a little bit. And I remember being so, cause I, and I, but I, but at that point, like, let's say five years later, my body had toned up for the most part. It actually did take quite a bit of time though. Like my body didn't actually tone up, tone up from that whole like fat loss in my, until like my twenties probably. But, um, but at the time when I was in college, my boobs are still pretty saggy. I mean, it's, I'm not, and they're not like perky at the moment, but they're much better because I did a lot of pushups and I think your skin eventually like kind of, you know, gets tighter or you just tightens it takes a while but I remember when I was like 19 being like I want to have fake boobs like I just want them to be like or like I want to like I want something like a breast lift and a boob job like I never really just thought about like the breast lift part I just thought like I'm just gonna get implants and then it'll look better and then I went and saw a few doctors and one of my mom like was willing to take me there even though she was discouraging it she was like Rachel if you get fake boobs you're gonna look like a linebacker you already have a like big shoulders like you put big implants in there we're gonna have a real issue and I w- she was right. It's not, not that it was, you know, not that it's bad to get implants. Granted, I don't think I have the body type for it. But but I kind of realized after that, like, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? And actually, my boyfriend at the time, I think he thought I was crazy for even going. He's like, I, you have great boobs. Like, what's the problem? I just didn't like my, I didn't like them on myself. But, and it's not even just because, like, he said it. It's more like, I would just look in the mirror one day and I was like, there's not much I can do about this. Sure, I can get some implants. Like, is that going to make me feel better? Like, it is what it is. Like, I don't know. I just, so I guess how to deal with the pressure to look a certain way. I, I try not to try to compare myself to other people. I did sort of stop doing that a long, long time ago. And even living in LA, you know, you see people getting all this work done and all these things. And granted, I know that I am, I am fairly lucky to be somewhat genetically blessed, though. If you, if you want to take a gander, go to my Instagram Rachel N. O'Brien, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. You'll see a few photos I posted recently about of me as a kid. Um, but, like, it would be easy to succumb to, like, oh, I should get, you know, whatever, like, butt filler or a ton of lip filler or I need to get my eyes lip, like, all the stuff that people do. It's like, I'd r- honestly, I'd rather look at someone that was all natural than that any day. Um because it's just, I'd rather look at people as people. So the answer to that question is, how do I deal with all the pressure to look a certain way is I just try to be as happy as possible with myself. 
And part of that is just counting my blessings and, and we should all do that. I'm just like, hey, I'm healthy. I'm lucky enough to be this way. You know, I've known people, I mean, I used to date someone that was in a wheelchair and and who who kind of lost, I mean, he was an able-bodied kid guy until that his the accident happened. And, you know, I think even he felt pretty good about himself. It was really hard for him, but I think the only way to get, you know, to get self-esteem is just to be accepting of yourself and not compare yourself to others. And yeah, all right, this has become a very deep, I feel like I'm doing a TED Talk. This might even end up being a two-part podcast, by the way, because now I'm getting really into these questions and now I kind of want you guys to like ask me more in-depth questions. Um, I think I'm going to end on this one only because I have to go to that concert soon and I'm going to take videos and I'm doing this research for you guys so you can know how good this makeup band is, War on Drugs. But I'm going to end on one question. Uh, so someone said, how do you manage? Oh, so they said, it's very cool that you've, um, that you've kind of quit your Airbnb jobs and now you're making it as a comedian, blah, blah, blah. That was sort of the original part of the message. And then she said, how do you manage slash overcome feelings of overwhelm when having a bad work week? And then she said, what are some tips on how to be productive when all you want to do is sleep? Um, how do I manage and overcome feelings of overwhelm when having a bad work week? Well, I'm doing something, I'm, I'm pursuing something, comedy that I love. And so I just try to focus on like, I'm lucky enough to be pursuing and doing something that I love. So I kind of try to just count my blessings. I know this sounds really cheesy. Uh, how do I manage it? I get outside. That is something new I've been doing. I always exercised uh, as, you know, kid, young adult. And um, I realized that I could go on these long walks. I get so much creativity and just so much stress gets released too from just walking around, even just like talking to strangers, like smiling at people. I wouldn't like talk to all strangers, but you know what I mean? Just interacting with the world really has a great effect on my mood and positivity and actually productivity because when you sit in an office or like I work from home um, during the day, I mean, I do comedy at night, but like I'm constantly like emailing, trying to get shows, trying to do stuff. After a while, if I've been in my house for five hours in front of a computer, I'm like, I should go for a walk. I should do something to leave the house. So that's really, really helpful. Um, also, I've been taking B12. So I used to take, I mean, and I still will take, and I'm, I don't condone it. Adderall is essentially methamphetamines, but whatever. I used to take it occasionally, or well, I used to take it fairly regularly to have energy and just to be able to focus and do 12 jobs at a time. But I didn't, I wanted to stop just putting bad stuff in my body. Um, and so I, well, actually my mom would send me articles every day about how Adderall is going to aid you. It dehydrates you. I was like, all right, fine, Cindy. And so I started researching other methods. As it turns out, B12 is like the natural version of Adderall. And it's what your body really needs when it's um, lacking energy and you're stressed and stuff and it's good for hair and nail growth and skin and all that. So yeah, uh, those are my tips. And then the other one is go have fun every once in a while. I, I think I can tend to be a bit of a workaholic, but like tonight, for example, which is why I'm going to end this podcast because, you know, I've been working like every single day for the last two weeks, but like really like 12 hours a day. Um, and tonight I'm going to go to this awesome concert and I am going to have fun and shut my phone off. Like, I'm just not going to check an email. And I think sometimes you have to do those things. Like, you can't be productive if you're constantly overstressed and overworked. So you have to take a day or two off or even just an evening off to have fun. And yeah, with that said, I guess this is Ask Rachel Anything Part 1. And I'll do a part two. Hopefully, well, if you guys enjoyed, enjoyed this, 
tweet me, Instagram me if you enjoyed this and I'll do a part two because there's still many other questions I need to answer. You can tweet me or Instagram me at Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. And I hope you come out to my shows. You can get tickets at rachelobriancomedy.com. I would really, 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 really love to see you guys out there. I really like meeting everyone and I love performing in front of you guys, live podcasting, all that. And uh, it would mean the world if you came. All right. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.